T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, back here, Burgundy Gold today. Scott Jackson with you, Team 980, streaming live on the free Odyssey. About a half hour from now, Ron Rivera is supposed to address the media and we would assume get the quarterback decision, said he would do it early this week. Wants the starter to have all the work, all the reps, so we will bring that to you when it happens. Joining us right now, we're bringing you Al Galdi via the BetQL guest hotline. Bet Smarter, be the books, download the BetQL app today. Host the Al Galdi podcast, of course, uh, a long-time staple here at the Team 980. Good enough to get some time. Uh, Galdi, thanks for joining us. Hope you had a good Christmas. Hey, Scott. How you doing, man? Yeah, happy holidays. Well, let's get uh, right to it. I mean, it's not exactly picking Steve Young and Joe Montana, but <laughs> it is the decision this team has to make uh, to whether ride it with Taylor Heineke or to switch it back up to go to your you know guy you brought in to, to be your start at the beginning of the year, Carson Wentz. Uh, first, this way. Which way would you choose if it was up to you, Al Galdi? Which way do you think Ron Rivera will choose? Yeah, so I think given everything that we have in front of us right now, I would go with Carson Wentz. I think that he's going to go with Carson Wentz. But to your point, I mean, you know, you're choosing between, in a lot of ways, six and one and a half dozen in the other. And, you know, there's kind of a larger phenomenon here, which I think we all get, but that is, you know, here we are again. It's the fifth consecutive season in which this team is getting mediocre to poor quarterback play. And, you know, the whole point of this past offseason was to avoid this, and yet this is like where we are. And, and you know, and that's, a, that's yeah. a pretty maddening thing if you're a fan of this team. But, you know, this is what the situation is. It's not going to change until the offseason. And so you can't get too caught up in that right now. I mean, the beauty of this is that this team still is very viable in terms of making the playoffs, actually can clinch a playoff spot uh, this Sunday, which is incredible when you think about it, but it's true. So, yeah, I mean, the idea is, okay, you're not trying to figure out the rest of your life at quarterback. You're trying to figure out these next two games at quarterback and go from there. And, you know, I think the big advantage that Taylor had over Carson has been lessened in that Taylor has been taking sacks and he's been committing fumbles. And, you know, that's those are the things that we were supposed to be avoiding here with his mobility, and it's not happening. And, you know, th- th- there's a... There's another aspect to all of this, too, which is the pass protection yeah. has just completely fallen off this year. And so, you know, in a lot of ways, like when people get caught up in, like, what Taylor's doing wrong and where Carson has gone wrong, you know, I don't, neither guy's been helped out by this offensive line. And I think that that is such a huge part of all of this. But, again, that's not changing. Like, the O-line is what it is. And so you're sort of operating within these confines. And so given that, I think Carson does offer more upside. And I also think this, too, and I know not everyone – is a fan of this, but you know, I don't think 
I think you need to see more of Carson in this offense when it comes to deciding on what to do with him this offseason. I, I know there are people who say get rid of him no matter what, and I understand that sentiment, but I don't think the six-game sample size was very large. It was a different offense at that time. As a fan of the team, I would like to see some more of him in this offense to see what it looks like. He did look pretty good on on Saturday. I know it's you know that's not much, and that there was a lot of garbage time there. But I, I you know from a bigger picture perspective, I don't think it'd be so bad to see more of the Carson Wentz movie uh, as a Commanders quarterback. Well, yeah, I mean, look, if we're all assuming all things are equal, that this staff is back, these decision makers are back, then yeah, I mean, it, it would make sense for them, uh, absolutely. But there are there are some other things going on here, as you know, with the sale of the team, and whether that happens or not, and whether it happens quickly or not, may really uh, be the big difference as to who starts the 2023 season as uh, you know as the staff here too. I mean, because if it's the yeah. same same group, okay, they're probably going to roll with this guy this the same group again. If not, somebody else may have some different ideas about where this franchise and where this team should be and who should be making those decisions. Yeah, I mean, the quickest timeline I've heard for a sale is March, so yes. the league meeting. So if that's the truth, and that's that's as quickly as this could get done, and that's an if, right? But if that's as quickly as this gets done, well, the coaching cycle is January and February. So yeah. it'd be pretty unusual to get new ownership and then to fire your coaching staff in March when you know the coaching cycle is essentially done. So my sense has been that in conjunction with, hey, the team has been better since the 1-4 and four start means that at least from a football operation standpoint, we're going to run it back with these guys for at least one more year. Now, look, maybe new ownership comes in and completely wipes out the business side of things, but, you know, that's a different conversation. So I'm assuming that Ron and his uh, band of married men are, are back for at least one more season. Uh, and if they are, then I think you do want to see some more Wentz. And by the way, you know, keeping Wentz doesn't mean you keep him at the same salary. Right, you have to get him to you know, like you, less, yeah. Exactly. So, like, you know, and, and keeping Wentz doesn't even mean that he's your starter next year. You know, like, there are a lot of ways that this could go. But I, I think, hey, you gave up what you gave up to get him. To see some more of him this season, I don't think it's such a terrible idea. And, you know, I think you want to try to have a, a real firm grasp on what he is and what he isn't before you make this decision to just move on from him. And I get it. Like, it may well be that they're going to move on from him, and they should move on from him. But, um, you know, you're given what's going on with Taylor right now, I don't think it's, it's so bad to see some more Carson. Yeah, and what will be interesting is, you know, as we saw last year, I mean, Carson Wentz was in a similar spot. If they go with him, you know, you need to win games down the stretch. Um, wasn't exactly his greatest moments in football history, uh, his football career playing down the stretch with the Colts. But, you know, this looks like Sunday. I mean, it looks like one of those games it shouldn't even matter which quarterback you pick, right? I mean, the Browns are a team you can run on. That's your strength. You should be able to, you know, gut them with the run. Deshaun Watson doesn't even look close to the same player he was years ago uh, when we last saw him actually play in a game with the Texans. I mean, this seems like one of those games where this this should be, you know, one that you you should feel confident as long as you don't turn the ball over a ton. Yeah, you would think. I mean, I think Colts fans were saying the same thing for the game at Jacksonville in week uh, 18 of last year, so we know how that can go. I think it'd be pretty funny, too, right, what ultimately doomed Carson with the Colts were his performances over the final two games of last season. What could actually win him favor with the Commanders would be his performances over the final two games of this season, assuming that Ron's going to be going with Carson. 
as a starting quarterback. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, look, Carson could start this Sunday, be awful, and he gets benched in favor of Taylor Heineke. Like, that's a possibility, you know? Right. But, you know, it's, it's, it's funny with him because Carson's six games, the overall body of work was not good. I think we all understand that. But within those six games, there were some good performances slash stretches. I mean, week one against Jacksonville, he overall was good. Week two at Detroit, awful in the first half, but pretty good in the second half. The game against Tennessee in week five, he threw that uh, pick toward the end of the game. Horrible, no doubt. But his performance up until that pick was actually quite good. And so, you know, the idea would be with Carson, we know that he is inconsistent. We know that his good can be really good, but his bad can be awful. If you can just try to harness the good and somehow ride the good, and if you can achieve the upside of Carson over these final two games, I think you can get some decent quarterback play in what would seem to be two winnable games. All right, do you have uh, Al Galdi's with his Al Galdi podcast, also the Nats Chat podcast with Mark Zuckerman, good enough to join us here on Team 980, streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Do you look at this, too, as any concern when Ron Rivera was making this you know, decision, I'm assuming he's already made it by now, uh, that you would lose, quote-unquote, the locker room, as, as some have suggested, if he had gone to Carson immediately when he was available? Uh, well, I think this. I, I think when the team was winning, making the change would have upset people. Yeah. I think now that this team has had a winless December, I think that's done. And I, I think any notion that like there would be this locker room uprising is false. Okay, first of all, the yeah. players know they play the games, they watch the tape, they see that you know Taylor has some very good qualities and has done some good things. And you know, it's funny. He actually was having one of his better games this past yes. Saturday, especially considering the opposition until the two fourth-quarter turnovers. But I think the players understand, yeah, you know, there is more at the quarterback position that we could be getting. And so that, in combination with, again, a winless December, uh, I, I don't think the locker room is going to be an issue. And, you know, I don't think that – look, I mean, you, you never know for sure, right? But we have heard nothing in the way of, like, people not liking Carson or anything like that. Like, whatever Agreed. whatever went on with him, yeah. with Philly and Indy, I, I do think that the commanders, if nothing else, got a more mature Carson Wentz, you know, like an awakened Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he has taken the blame for things. Uh, you know, unless he's like a total phony, okay, it feels like he's actually been a pretty good teammate, pretty good locker room guy. There doesn't seem to be tension between him and Taylor. I mean, Taylor, during his postgame presser on Saturday night, was complimentary of Carson. And again, I know guys can put on a front, so I, I recognize maybe some of this is for show, but I, you know, I, I don't think this is like the locker room hates Carson and loves Taylor or anything like that. I, I think it's, it's, it's not bad. No, I'm with you. Look, I, I think part of the problem for him in some spots and, and here compared to Taylor, where Taylor's a single guy, he's a backup, you know, he doesn't have a family. I mean, he can be a dude's dude, right? And he's like, yeah. you know, late, making, you know, essentially, you know, the minimum backup quarterback money, you know, and it's a great story. And he's also been here, by the way, the previous two seasons. So he knows these guys a lot better uh, than Carson Wentz. So, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's anything Carson hasn't done. But you know how it is in the Philadelphia market in particular. They're going to spin it that way <laughs> if this thing blows up <laughs> and continues in the direction it seems like it's headed uh, for him with this franchise. I'll, let me get your thoughts on this. The, the Chase Young return, for me, was a lot better than I imagined it would be. First of all, he played more. Um, you know, I, I thought he played within himself. You know, he was really solid, and he, w- he was running well uh, pursuing the football out there, and I just wasn't sure what we were going to get. 
Yeah, it was arguably the single biggest positive from Saturday. And, you know, he ended up being the highest graded commanders player for the game for pro football focus. And, you know, I know some people don't care about that stuff, but I mean, that's not nothing for his first game back. He ends up playing uh, double the expected amount of snaps. You know, the 12 to 16 snaps went out the window. He ended up playing for 30 snaps. And, you know, I talked about this on my podcast. I, you know, I think there needs to be a fairness here, okay, because Chase and the team got uh, bashed for a long time for how long this recovery was taking and why uh, he wasn't playing and did the team botch the recovery and did Chase suffer a setback. Right. And, look, it's only one game back, so let's see what happens. But I think people need to be open to the idea that, hey, maybe Chase and the team and the doctors knew what they were doing, and maybe just maybe they got this right. And nobody loved how long it took for Chase to play this season. And it was impossible not to be concerned about, hey, what exactly is going on here? But we never had all of the information in front of us. And maybe now that we see the finished product of he hits the ground running and hopefully continues to play well, maybe Chase knew what he was doing and the team knew what it was doing and the doctors knew what they were doing and they got this right. So, you know, I, I... I give them credit. You know, again, let's see what happens moving forward. But right. you could not have realistically scripted a better season debut for him, given the predicament. I mean, clearly his right knee got ravaged in that game against the Bucks more than 13 months ago. Like, we didn't recognize it at the time. But he really got uh, just a terrible knee injury. And, it, you know, it's not even injury. It's injuries. It's multiple things. ACL, MCL, patellar tendon. And so, yeah, this ended up taking a long time, and we didn't know what to think and what to expect. But I don't know how you could watch that and not be pleasantly surprised by what we saw from Chase Young and encouraged. And, you know, going back to postgame press conferences, Ron sounded almost giddy on Saturday night with how Chase played. And I think that was telling that because I don't think Ron knew what to expect. But even Ron was like, wow, you know, this guy looked pretty good. Yeah, no doubt. Um one thing I think is apparently clear about this defense is when Cam Curl's out, boy, uh, you can expect some really bad things in the back end of that defense, and it happened again on Sunday. I mean, the touchdown, I don't know, remember which one it was. Was it the second to Kittle? The, yeah, it was. there was two players could have caught that touchdown pass. It was so bad. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and I know you've made this case on your podcast, and I agree with you. I mean, Cam Curl's the guy you got to lock up, right? And he's the guy you got to lock up next to this defense. I do, and, you know, I know some people will say, well, what are the big plays that Cam Curl has made, and, you know, the stats aren't there. Well, you, you, can't, you can't judge defensive players always by stats and by flash plays. Like, there's more to it than that, and I think it's impossible to ignore, okay, the defensive turnaround this season started in week three when Cam made a season debut off a thumb injury that he suffered in that preseason game at Kansas City this past August, and now the defense has arguably its worst performance since the turnaround. Uh, with Cam inactive, like it's hard to ignore those things. Um, yeah, I mean, there are multiple contractual situations to be monitoring this off season. You know, principal among them, Deron Payne. But Cam's going into the final season of his rookie contract, and I don't know how you're not trying to lock him up this off season to to a nice contract extension. I mean, it's going to cost some money, but it, you know, I don't think it should cost necessarily mega money. But what you have in Cam Curl is someone who's really good and also who someone who, when he doesn't play, you don't play well defensively. Like, we're, we, we, we've yeah. seen that here now. And that stood out so much. And, 
you know, those Kittle touchdowns were brutal. The, the commanders had done a good job against tight ends for the most part this season. They got worked by Kittle in this game. It was a weird game defensively, too, because there were some good things defensively, no doubt. Sure. But Brock Purdy ended up taking you apart. Kittle ended up having a big game, and you gave up 37 points, and that is not a point total that uh, we had become accustomed to with the way this defense had been playing. Yeah, no doubt. All right, Al Galdi, thanks a lot for your time, man. Hey, Happy New Year to you, Al Galdi Podcast. Uh, you can uh, check them out there where all better podcasts are as well as uh, the Nats Chats podcast, which, what are we, month, a month away? What do you think? A month and a half away from you guys being all in on that all the time? Uh, we'll be once we get into the season, we'll do uh, Nats Chat after uh, every Nats game day. And, yeah, we're still waiting on a Nats sale, too, because that team could yes. use new ownership as well. But uh, <laughs> don't don't hold your breath on that one. That may take a lot longer than this commander sale. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, you guys haven't exactly had to be busy with off-season activity so far. No, <laughs> no, no not, not exactly. <laughs> All right, at Al Galdi on Twitter. Hey, man, happy New Year. Thanks for joining us. Same to you. Thank you. All right, take care. <laughs> BetQL uh, guest hotline. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today. Yeah, how wild is it going to be, by the way? Um, I don't even remember the timeline now. I'm sorry. Uh, when the Nats were, we found out they were for sale or they were exploring their options. Now, quickly, the commander's thing has come in uh, or appears to be coming in. We don't know. It's not in yet. I know. A lot of you are like, hey, dude, stop saying it until the hay's inside the barn. <laughs> I get you. I feel you. I understand your apprehension, okay? Uh, Anyway, Ron Rivera in about 15 minutes. We will hope to uh, hear that live here on the uh, Team 98 streaming live on the free Odyssey app for you. And that's the big decision, the quarterback decision. We were promised a quarterback decision and revealing of that decision early this week. I would suppose he will because tomorrow the quarterbacks have to speak at the podium, whoever that starter is, unless he wants to play hide the quarterback all week. I don't know. But I think whoever it is is going to be pretty obvious once uh, practice is open for the first 10 to 15 minutes tomorrow because they're going to see who's taking the first team reps. Anyway, it is uh, Burgundy Gold today. Scott Jackson with you here. Team 90 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Back here, Burgundy Gold today, T-98 
Team 980 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Scott Jackson with you. The DOC will be back with us tomorrow as we will tag team this sucker from noon to three with you. Uh, We are brought to you by the Maryland Vehicle Theft Prevention Council. Maryland drivers, did you know a vehicle is stolen every 49 minutes in the state of Maryland? The key to preventing theft is in your hands. Lock your car, take your key, use an anti-theft device. Learn more about vehicle theft prevention at MarylandAutoTheft.org. All right, uh, we will hear from Ron Rivera in a bit. Uh, is the Zoom presser is supposed to happen around 1.30. I'm assuming we'll get a quarterback decision there. If not, uh, your money back today. We'll give you, your, we'll give you the show for free today if uh, I'm wrong about that. And, um, you know, so right now, by the way, if you want to buy into the show, you can. It's just $9.99. No, I'm just kidding. All right, let's get um, to some calls here before we uh, break for Ron. Thanks to Al Goldie for joining us. And I do think Al's right. And there is there is a I – don't, I don't necessarily feel I need to see a ton more from Carson Wentz to buy into whether or not he is the quarterback of this team moving forward beyond this season. I think you should cut bait there. But I think they're probably a better than 50-50 chance that if he plays well, assuming he gets back on the field – that they'll try to talk to him about taking less and keeping him around for another year. And, and as Al said, it doesn't mean he has to be the starter if you drafted somebody um, or if you really let there be a real competition with Sam Howell uh, or Heineke or however you want to do that. Now, remember, Taylor's a free agent. He can go elsewhere uh, if he wants, if he has options. I mean, Sport Track or Sport Rack, what is that thing called? I, I just screw this up. Spot Rack? Some site that does you know, free agent contracts that he could get $19 million in the open market per year. Yeah, more power to you. It was nice knowing you if that's the case. I'm not spending $19 million a year uh, to keep him here. That, not happening. Not not under my watch it wouldn't be. But, again, I don't get to make a decision here. I don't believe that for a second. But, anyway, that's what they have it at right now. Okay. That was prior to last week's game, too. <laughs> I don't know. if Has it gone up? I don't know. going down. I mean, they had a 117 rating or whatever it was. Come on. All right, uh, 301-230-0980. Sage in New York City, what's happened? Sage, you with us? Yeah, yeah. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you perfectly. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like this is just another uh, typical Ron Rivera season where, you know, we have an abysmal start to the year. Uh, we rally back to get to 500. The team gets the fans really, really involved. And then yep. it's like another utter collapse um, <clears throat> for, from the team. And then we don't get a good draft pick and I don't know. And then rinse and repeat. Um, so I wanted your thoughts on that. And then I also wanted to, to make two other comments, okay. um, which I don't think it's a lot of focus. Logan Tom- Thompson or Thomas or whatever his name is, the tight end situation yeah. it has to be fixed next year. He is, he never gets separation on his routes and he's not very good. And uh, he, he, he just, he needs to go. And then if Leno's on this team as a starting left tackle, I'm going to be utterly disappointed. Thanks, guys. All right, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. You know, I think for Logan, I think he came back again from an injury quickly. But, hey, I mean, this is a business. There's money involved. Uh, they need to upgrade that position or get you know, or, or let Cole Turner do something to show me that uh, he could be that guy. Uh, I liked Rodgers when he played this year. Um, unfortunately, he's done for the season. Bates, you know, has been a better pass catcher than you could have ever imagined, usually a, a good blocker as well. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a position that could use an upgrade, no question. Um, and, you know, Logan's had some drops this year. He's also uh, been the guy who's been put out to dry a couple times <laughs> over the middle with some wild passes from Carson and from Taylor. 
Um, you know, so uh, they he's he has certainly not been to the same level, obviously, that he was his first year here. Uh, going, you know, when they got him on the cheap, there's there's no question. So yeah, I mean, I, that wouldn't shock me to see that um, maybe something changes there with this contract or he's not here. But that's in, like one of those off season things. And is this a typical? So this is year three for Ron. Yeah, I mean, they've had two slow starts to the season. And they had these little rallies, and I don't know. Are they going to finish this rally like they did in 2020, or are they going to stumble down the stretch like they did last year? We'll see. We'll see. Um, They were never bad enough as a roster to be in the running for a top-five pick. I never felt that this team – this roster is too good for that. I do believe they lost a lot of faith that they had built back up with that Giants – the second Giants game. There's no question. Now, could they change that with some people? If they finish the season the right way, win this game this week, or win the Dallas game if you need to, whatever it is, and get in the playoffs and actually win a game? Sure. Sure they could. Everything's subject to change. Sports, for God's sakes. You're as good as your last performance, yes. But there are some things that, you know, no matter what the season, however it finishes, that need to be addressed in the offseason. And maybe, you know, part of that will certainly depend on what who owns the team? I mean, don't don't think for a second. Even if the person that comes in comes in late, I mean, there could be changes immediately to the front office. I mean, you could let the current staff draft and have a change. I mean, often we see this in the NFL where you have teams that draft with one group and then you know they're fired like right after the draft, or somebody is new in charge there and they decide who they're keeping, who they're bringing in. I mean, there's look, there's a lot of people that are uneasy over there for for this very reason. These things happen. Change happens in companies when they get new ownership. I mean, it's just the reality of it. Um, even if you think what they're doing was okay or they should stick that way, maybe it takes a year, maybe you analyze it for a while first and then deal with it, I don't know. But don't be surprised if Billy Big Bucks, whoever this ends up being that owns a team, if you spend billions on it, comes in there and he wants to make an immediate uh, immediate statement with whoever it is uh, that they bring in. All right, it'll be interesting. All right, we'll take a timeout now. Ron Rivera, hopefully with an announcement of the quarterback coming up on the other side via his uh, first presser this week as they get ready for a must-win game against the Cleveland Browns. It is Burgundy and Gold today. Scott Jackson with you here, Team 90 streaming live on the Free Odyssey app. Burgundy and Gold today, Team 90 streaming live on the Free Odyssey app. We're going to uh, jump into Ron Rivera's weekly presser here in a moment. As you missed it earlier, you know, the Commanders with a win this weekend and some help can actually lock up a playoff spot. But they could actually be eliminated this weekend as well. I didn't touch on that. They can be eliminated with a loss and wins by Detroit and Green Bay uh, that could end them. So there is a lot that can take place this weekend. If that were to happen this second, I'm all in for Sam Howell Week 18. I mean, you just you got to play him at that point just to see if there is just something, something there. That's a preservation play if that happens. But, again, they might just be, you know, and now we're going to see Carson some more. Who knows, you know, what, what it will end up being. So that's uh, my two cents on that. Oh, by the way, quickly finishing up on Sage's other point was on Charles Leno. Yeah, look, can you get better at any position? Am I all for it? Yeah, sure. But he has not been nearly as bad as the two plays that people have really been focusing on on Twitter over the last couple of weeks. Again, I, I question the play call or why you're leaving him out to dry like that. But anyhow, no, he's he's actually been pretty good overall. Um, and again, keep in mind he's not Trent Williams. We all understand that. And they're not paying him Trent Williams money either. All right, let's get to Ron Rivera right now via the Zoom. Here's the head coach of the Commanders. 
All right, we're going to jump back into Ron Rivera here in a second. A little few technical glitches here. And uh, <laughs> this is tremendous. The coach is saying no quarterback decision has been made yet. <laughs> so no QB decision after all this fun and games from uh, Ron Rivera today. So interesting um, and important, I would say, because tomorrow, obviously, they practice and there is nobody uh, – <laughs> there's no quarterback decision publicly as of yet. So still – Still, uh, I guess, kicking the can down the road a little bit, at least publicly, are the commanders on the QB decision. So there you go. Um, we'll try to get some of this on the air here in a sec, but apparently having some issues with the uh, with the audio right now. But fascinating that he would say there's no decision yet. I mean, he would have been able to watch the game on the flight home, um, and I'm sure multiple times since then. All right, let's see. Let's jump into what Ron Rivera is saying again. No quarterback decision yet. Ron, how much does the uh, state of the offensive line weigh on this decision, particularly with pass protection? Well, um, I think it's actually, um, you know, I'm not as worried about it. I think as people are making it out to be. I mean, you know, on up to a certain point, you know, we were handling it pretty well, um, and then once it got to a certain point, it it it, it became tough on those guys. With uh, Chase Young, how did he come out of the game, and, and what are you going to be able to get from him this week? Well, I thought Chase came out really well. He did some really good things on tape. Um, you know, we exceeded what we thought. We were, we were shooting for 12 to 16, but we did tell him that I would check with him to see where he was. I would check with the trainers to see how they felt about him. Um, and when we got to that point, uh, he was still anxious, raring to go. And I did tell him, you know, hey, look, we just want to be smart. We, we will play you a few more. But, again, we don't want you to get fatigued. The last thing we want is for you to get hurt again. Uh, he just kept saying, Coach, I'm in great shape. I don't, that's one thing I kept up. So, And he showed us. He did a nice job. So next week, the expectation is to see if he can go a little bit more. Um, I think we'll put a little bit more on him in terms of, you know, playing him earlier in the downs, um, playing him um, a few more reps in a row before we before we rotate him out. So um, I'm pretty excited and anxious to continue to watch him uh, continue to develop. And can you speak to just what he brought to the table and his play itself out there and kind of what, what you get from a guy like that, that that was nice to see? Well, he's a high energy guy. And, and you know, and, and when things are going, you know, well and he's he's doing the things he's capable of, he can be a, a high-impact kind of guy. Um, I think what he'll do, too, is, is is if he's, you know, can get himself to form up quickly, up to form, um, you know, people will start have to pay attention to him a little bit more as well. And that, I think, will help uh, offset some of the stuff that uh, Montez has been having to deal with all season. And what's your expectation for Cam Curl? Do you do you think he has a good shot to play this weekend? I think so. Um, I know, Nikki, you got a chance to see him work out uh, on Sunday morning. And, and you know, he was really close. He, he really was. And, and it was one of those things that, you know, he just, he, he just couldn't stick it and go. Uh, but he was close. He really was. And, um, you know, and, and, and watching him in rehab today, um, you know, and seeing him do some of the, the one-legged stuff, that was, um, you know, I, I think he's, he's a lot closer than, than, than he was last week. What did you miss without him in there? Well, you know, he's a little bit of an air traffic controller. He, he can get, help get guys lined up. Um, and he's one of those guys that thinks very quickly on his feet. So if he sees somebody out of place, he can get himself in the position to help take up that spot. So he, he's a very headsy, smart football player. 
Um, you know, he's, he's, he, he runs very, very well for his size. So he's like a, you know, he's like an impact linebacker at times when he's down in the box. And then when he's back in coverage because of his, his speed and range, he can cover a lot of ground. Ron, just back to QB real quick. Um, could what happens over the next two weeks at that position have a real impact on, on who your quarterback is in 2023? Well, I think um, what happens in the next two weeks is going to have a high impact on this football team right now. I mean, that's what I'm really more concerned with right now is is getting into the playoffs. You know, we have a football game that we got to win, so we're going to focus all the attention on that. I know it was a, a kind of a short glimpse of Carson Wentz in there, but did he show you anything within that span that really instilled more confidence that he has an even greater understanding of the offense and, and comfort there? Well, I, I think what he showed, Nikki, was that, um, you know, he, he, he's fully healthy. Uh, he's, he's fresh, got fresh legs right now. He got a lively arm. Um, he made very quick decisions. He showed us the, the, that quick twitch that you look for in quarterbacks. Um, and he, his decision-making seems to be, seemed to be right on. Uh, one of the things that he handled very well was he picked up the blitz a couple times and got the ball out, um, very quickly, um, which was something that, you know, early on. And, and I think he was, he wasn't as, as quick with. Now it looks like he, he he's he's got a little bit better sense and better feel for that, uh, especially within this offense. Hey Ron, you've continued to split reps at the tackle with Cosme and Lucas. Uh, do you anticipate Cosme eventually becoming back to being the full time starter at right tackle to where he was before the various injuries? Well, I, th- I think he has an opportunity to be one of our starters. He played a guard as well and, and played pretty well. Uh, for us. So I, I, with him, with, with cause, it's just a, a matter of him staying healthy too. You know, you know, every time we, we got ready to rotate him back in or work him back in, you know, he got hurt that last game uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, in New York. So it's one of those things that, that if we can just, you know, maintain his health and keep him going, we can, you know, we can, we can do something with him. Did Antonio Gibson come out of the game okay? We saw Dax Millen at return, and then uh, Jonathan Williams play some of those snaps there. Um, Antonio's got a uh, got a sprain, and so we're going to have to monitor that very closely this week. So, uh, sprained ankle. Sorry, he has a sprain. We'll give you the full report tomorrow when we practice. Ron, when when you're talking to some of the players about who should be the starting quarterback, are there select few? Is it just the captains, or are you kind of going around each locker, kind of doing a vote? Like raise your hand if you want Taylor, or raise your hand if you want Carson. No, what I what, I, what I'm I'm really doing with it, Darren, is is I'm just trying to get into a conversation with with individuals, you know, and just kind of talk to them and listen to them, and then and then and then be able to talk and and so they can listen to me. I think right now, you know, in terms of communications, I think listening is is, is a lot better as opposed to, to to doing those things. So I'm really there's a there's a few guys that that I want to make sure I touch bases with and get an opportunity to sit down and talk to. Two more, Ron. Is this a lot harder this time around? Just because you know, last time when you chose Heineke over once, you guys were rolling. Is this? Do you guys find it? How does the situation kind of affect the decision you have to make? Well, I think there's a lot of things that go into it, and there's a lot of factors. And 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 so for me, you know, just trying to be able to to legitimately answer those 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 factors, those 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 things that um, that I, I I think about, those things that I have to contemplate in terms of my decision making. Last so, one. 
Is um, it is it is it harder or not, Matt? I I I, I would say they're all hard. You know, uh, they all are hard, uh, no matter how you look at it. And, and quite honestly, it's, it's something that I've thought about for 12 seasons is, is how would I ever handle this if I ever got to this point? And this is the first time I've really gotten to this point as a head coach. Yeah, I mean, that was basically similar to my question. I mean, just at this point of the year, I mean, is this, you know, you know, you have two QBs who can play. So I don't want to say like, is this a good pr problem? And I don't even want to call it a problem. Um you know, to have it this time of year, or is it just another tough decision that you have to make along the way? Well, I, first of all, I think we're in, we're in good, we're in good situation. I, I think our circumstances are good. Um, I, Cause I do like both guys. I do think both guys are more than capable. That's for sure. Um, I just, as I go through this is, is, is these circumstances, um, you know, do they, do they dictate, this is what I do. Um, and once I decide to do it and, and we'll see how it all uh, unfolds. And at some point I'll, I'll be able to, sit down and really talk about it once we're done. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. Ron Rivera. <laughs> no quarterback decision. <laughs> As of yet, says he's got to talk to some players about it. Um, has not informed players either way yet about this thing and says this is a decision he has been, you know, discussing or thinking about for years if he ever got to this point in the season. Fascinating. I mean, I would say at this point, maybe, man, Ty goes to the runner, right? <laughs> or the front runner, which is the guy who started the last game at uh, Taylor Heineke. So, I don't know. Does it, doesn't seem to bode as as much of a slam dunk as we all thought it was, if this is truly what he's feeling and believing uh, at this point. But only he knows. Only he knows. Uh, and I would imagine somebody in his house probably knows, too. Um, all right, a couple other interesting things to get to off this, including the injury to Antonio Gibson, but it was pretty obvious that Gibson was taken off the field for kickoffs in this game. There was a lot more Jonathan Williams on the field in what would appear to be Gibson snap situations on Sunday as well. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's fascinating uh, to see, um, you know, to find out tomorrow with, where is the sprain? Obviously, is it a sprained wrist? Is it a sprained ankle? Uh, is it a sprained knee? I mean, there's a lot of sprains, right? Like there's a lot of sprains where it could be. Uh, body parts, and obviously for a running back, some are more significant than others. So that will be uh, something to keep our eyes out on uh, as well. I'm a big Jonathan Williams guy, but I also like to see Gibson on the field. I, I think that makes them better. And by the way, I didn't even get a chance off of Sunday to talk about, or Saturday, excuse me, how atrocious their return game is. I mean, it's just awful. I mean, when you put Milne back on kickoffs in addition to punt, I mean, you got no chance. I mean, really, just... You know, kick the ball to the end zone, for goodness sakes. It's awful. Just don't ever return it out of the end zone. But it's it's bad. And I don't know what it's going to take. I, don't, I thought maybe, like, the desperation of the last three weeks would get us a um, Jahan Dotson moment, at least, like, when the team's punting out of their own territory. I mean, here's the moment to, to make a play. You can't score touchdowns. I mean, what are we doing here? I mean, give him a short field. Give me an opportunity to make a big play in a game. You know, get the best people back there. But, man, they just continue to go the safe route, right? I mean, it's so damn predictably boring. And the results stink. I mean, it's not like – you know, they're not good results either. It's crazy, 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 crazy. Uh, at least people are reacting well to their no decision decision. Uh, Neil says, Rivera is clearly weak. You're the damn leader of this team. Make the decision. Take responsibility and live with it. Spineless. Wow. Yeah, oh, there is a lot to unpack there. 
And again, it could be complete utter BS. <laughs> it could be complete utter BS, like as to why he's dragging his feet here. You know, it could be complete utter BS because there is that. I mean, look, I don't expect to be told the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth every time by coaches and players when they when they get in front of microphones. But uh, it is, you know, at times, you know, there's some kicking the can down the road stuff, right? There, there is like, I don't have to tell them yet. Why do it? We don't want the Browns to know on Tuesday night. Why should I let them go into their Carson Wentz file or go into their Taylor Heineke file? Look, I don't think anybody's losing sleep over either option of the Browns. I think their DBs are probably salivating, salivating, easy for me to say, over either one of the options. Both rows uh, balls that are going to be interceptable, right? Like both will give your secondary some chances. The 49ers can attest to that this past weekend. I mean, Wentz threw one prior to the touchdown should have been picked. Heineke threw a pick and others that could have been as well. Wentz showed it as, you know, over the time when he was in the field. He'll put it into coverage. No questions asked. Mr. Catch Radius. So, I don't think either one of these teams is freaking out that, oh, my God, are we getting ready for Steve Young or is it Joe Montana? You know what I mean? It's, it's not that situation. But anyway, coaches do what coaches do. All right, some other stuff on the offensive line to get to. Uh, Cam Curl update as well. But the big headline, obviously, off of this thing today with Ron Rivera is no quarterback decision, at least none he's going to tell us of yet. All right, we'll get back to that. We'll get to Fred Smoot at the top of the hour as well. It is uh, Burgundy Gold today. Scott Jackson with you here, Team 980, streaming live on the free Odyssey app. All right, back Burgundy and Gold today. Team 980 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Ron Rivera not going to let you know quite yet on his decision. He's still deciding. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's not true. But the the full team won't be there tomorrow. Maybe it's just something he wants to announce in front of the team tomorrow. And that's, you know, hey, that's fine uh, if that's the case. I I get it. If that's what he has decided, um, that's great. Um, You know, do it tomorrow. You know, tell the team. I got to think. He's seen enough tape. He has a lean on this thing. But maybe he really wants to get player input. Maybe he really does need that player input. Um, I was um, a little, again, a little surprised that we didn't get a decision today because he made such a big deal about wanting to make it early in the week. And tomorrow's not exactly early in the week. It's the middle of the week, if I'm doing the math here correctly. Anyway, um, <laughs> it was pretty funny, though. It is kind of unbranded for him to waffle, though, isn't it? <laughs> it's kind of who he is. Oh boy! Like what did Terry says? No, I don't want I don't want Carson back on the field. I like Taylor. He throws me the ball more. And what did Jahan Dotson says? No, I want I want to have I want to have Wentz back. What if Curtis Samuel says I really like Sam Howell? I don't know if you guys are aware of him. I mean, what happens then? Then what? I mean, God, the coach might have to make the decision at that point. Oh man, and I'm sure he is making the decision. Don't get me wrong. I, but I'm with like we talked about this early in the hour with Al Goldie, and I look, I don't think this is the type of team. He doesn't have the type of players because they've carefully picked these players for the most part that are going to you know throw fits one way or the other. Like they're going to be all in on whatever the coach is all in on, right? Like whatever that is, they'll be in on that, and that's what they'll do, and that's what they'll do. So, be uh, I guess you got to tune in tomorrow here on Burgundy Gold today for more of this. Here's my fear. No, it's not a fear. Here's my here's my suspicion. 
that like early tomorrow, like an Ian Rappaport or a um, Adam Schefter will have tweeted out, oh, the commanders are going to go with Carson Wentz, you know, or commanders are going to stick with Taylor Heineke. Whatever the news is, it's going to get out via that way. You know, it always feels like that's the route it goes. And then the players have already been told. But they shall know pretty early tomorrow. And before they get on the practice field, they're going to obviously know who's going out with the ones and who's not. It'll be apparent uh, before they do that. But anyway, because you, you need, you do need, I would agree with this, whoever the starter is needs to get the work. Clearly, they need the work. They need the work. They have been missing too much on offense over these last several weeks. Not a great offense, but a lot of weapons, though. I mean, a lot of quarterbacks would like to have these three receivers, the running backs, but they don't. By the way, um, a couple other things from Rum River. Antonio Gibson has a sprain. We won't know till tomorrow what that sprain is of. I would think it's a lower extremity to have actually taken him off the field. Uh, that could be a problem. Cam Curl feels like he was close last week, so they feel pretty confident he will be able to play this week. Uh, Sam Cosme has the potential to be a starter this week, he said, and he threw in the part about guard or tackle because he's played at guard, he mentioned, he being Ron Rivera. So that was interesting. But here again, the problem with Cosme has been, you know, actually finishing the game. So if you start Cosme at guard, you sure as heck better have a good backup plan there. And that's the tough part of all these things. I mean, you like the guy, you like what he brings to you, but man, stay on the field already. Stay on the field. That's what you want from him. Because there's no doubt, it, it seems like the better version of whatever the commanders do on offensive line includes Sam Cosme at right guard, Trey Turner as a backup. It seems like that would be better. No doubt. No question about it. But, you know, again, getting him there and then feeling confident he'll be able to finish, those are two whole different matters. Two whole different matters. So this number earlier... Um, it was one of the betting folks had it up. I think it was probably Warren Sharp. Yeah, it was Warren Sharp. Commanders won 5-1 and won this season against teams with a 500 or better record. Or a better than 500 record. It's not really inspiring when you talk about a team you hope can make the playoffs. You know, a team you want to make the playoffs. It's not really inspiring. But that's kind of how the NFC is this year. I mean, it's nothing great. I mean, the fact that the Packers are still alive in this thing is quite comical. I mean, that, that just kind of shows you... How the season's been. All these teams at the bottom end, really not pretty. The AFC, NFC South is horrible. Um, the AFC South's not much better. The NFC that really, you know, outside of Philly and San Francisco, not a whole lot to write home about in terms, in terms of teams you could really trust on both sides of the ball, you know, on both sides of the ball. And... You know, Dallas has had their moments. They're close. I think they're the closest thing to those teams. And obviously they did beat Gardner Minshew and the Eagles this weekend in a tight game. You know, they beat them in a tight game this weekend. And, yeah, I'm totally dismissing the Vikings, who just defensively cannot be trusted. I mean, their their differential is so razor thin for a team that's won that many games. It's, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Like, if you look at the, the old luck factors, like, they're off the charts. No doubt about it. All right, Mark says, both those quarterbacks are no bueno. Put in hell. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the best chance you get of seeing Sam Howell, well, there's two, two scenarios, if you will. The Commanders win this weekend. The other things they need to happen in terms of other teams losing happens, they lock up a playoff spot. Then maybe, potentially, you could say we could get him on the field for at least part of the game. Or you lose this weekend, and the other teams win, and you're eliminated. And there you go. And there's nothing to play for in Week 18. They've canceled New Year's and Christmas, even though they've passed at this point. Then, yeah, that would be your moment. But in terms of getting Sam Howell, despite him trending on my algorithm on Twitter, I don't, I do not foresee that. This is a two choice, two option choice for Ron Rivera that he says he has not made yet: Howell or Heineke. Or, excuse me, <laughs> I just did it. Oh my God, Howell or Wentz? No, I did it again. <laughs> I'm just joking around. Windsor Heineke, obviously. That's that's the decision. And I'll still stand by my guess after the game on Saturday. Same feeling I had today. Same feeling I'll have tomorrow that we're going to play this game for another day, which is just going to be the guy you've traded for in the offseason. You watched all the film on. You had all the analytics, analytics on. The guy you talked about cursing at some reporter in Chicago about. you know, And then... The congressional deposition said it was Martin Mayhew's idea. But whatever, who cares whose idea it was? It's a guy you wanted as an organization and a guy who, at least up until through week two, everybody still had a lot of belief in. And then then after that, I think, you know, secret vote would have been people were unsure. And then certainly for several weeks as the train was moving along smoothly, winning games people had kind of forgotten about and were okay forgetting about. But I think you're back on Carson. Despite all this. Unless, of course, again, all these guys, you know, when he brings this up to the players and he's just listening, he's not, you know, he's just listening. Uh, they're going to just, you know, really go hard no, give him hard no's. I, I doubt that'll happen. Then I, th- I assume this will be a, a Carson Wentz show coming up on Saturday or Sunday, excuse me, against the Cleveland Browns. When will we get the official news? That we'd have to get it tomorrow because tomorrow the quarterbacks are uh, supposed to talk. But maybe he has both of them talk. Who knows? All right. Coming up, talk to Fred Smoot, Mouth of the South, get his thoughts on the decision day, the no decision day. We'll get to it straight ahead here on the Team 90 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Listen to every MLB game live The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone Stream minor league affiliates The Midwest League home run leader And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 